Welcome to the Improver Network Podcast. The Improver Network mission is to make the world better by helping faith-driven leaders, entrepreneurs, and small business owners improve personally and professionally. Finding balance and maintaining focus in a world of distractions and discouragement can be challenging and frustrating, but we're here to help you discover your purpose, become more productive, and reach your true potential. Now here's your host, Justin Winstead. Well, hello and welcome to the Improver Network podcast. I am Justin Winstead, your host, and I have a special guest in the house today, and her name is Ashley Stone Hernandez, and Ashley is awesome and fantastic. Can't wait for our time, but welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, glad that you were able to come out and uh, join us here in the studio. Sometimes we do these podcasts by Zoom, but I know you and I communicate. It's like if we can do it in person, yes, that's always better. Where <laughs> all the energy is, yes. <laughs> that's fun. Well, hey, tell uh, our listeners just a little bit about you as much or as little as you want uh, to share with us, but tell us who Ashley is. Oh gosh, Ashley's lots of things. So I'm the founder of Beauty Entourage, the founder and CEO, which is a hair and makeup agency that originated in the Northeast. I'm originally from Connecticut and I have pivoted down to Texas and launched luxury mobile salons. Um, I have beauty product lines. So I am a serial beauty entrepreneur. Okay. Awesome. Well, what about anything besides professionally? We always like to try to balance uh, personal and professional. Anything personal about your home life or your background or anything like that you'd oh like to share gosh. with us? So on a personal level, so I have two kids. Um, my daughter is nine and my son is 17. He's a senior in high school. And my husband, we've been together for 21 years, high school awesome. sweethearts. So it's a, it's a family it's a family business. We, we are involved in everything, entrepreneurism, small business. So as far as any uh, personal activities, I yeah. find all my personal activities generally always surround business in some way where we're helping other small businesses or um, doing speaking engagements, things like that. So I'm just, I'm just like, a, it's a lifestyle to be an yes. entrepreneur. So, and the whole family is involved. I was going to say, I know we've shared <laughs> stories about that before where the kids just kind of pick up those things by they osmosis do. and they want to be a part of that entrepreneurial journey they as well. They do. Yes. Yes. And they, they just learn so much. It's such a great experience to have your kids a part of the things that you're building and growing. And yeah, I mean, to see it come through and, and through the way that they learn is, is pretty incredible. So that's fun. awesome. So awesome. Well, hey, one of the things we always like to do at the beginning of our podcast is a little section we say called Tell Me Something Good. And this <laughs> is just a very broad thing, like something that you are grateful for or thankful for or just some good news or there's a lot of negativity in the world. So we like to oh, pause yes. for uh, for Thanksgiving and gratitude. So what's something good that comes to mind right now? Oh my gosh, what is something good? I'm, I'm grateful every day. We do this thing called Five Gratefuls. So this is an ah. alignment. We do it every day. Five Gratefuls. What are we grateful for? So tell you something good. I mean, I'm so grateful for the community and people around me. Uh, like I said, I moved from Connecticut two years ago during 2020 pandemic and came down here and started over. Didn't know anyone. I have um, family that lives in the area, but the thing I'm so grateful for is the community, meeting mm. meeting people like you, meeting other people that are entrepreneurial and that are just positive. And this, it's just been an incredible experience. So every day I'm just so grateful to be in this in this pocket and of where I am in life and where I landed here in yes. Texas. Yes. So. 
So. You know what? It never fails that when I ask really good people what they're grateful for, it always involves relationships and others. And yeah. so, because that's really what life is about, it right? It truly is. Yeah. It just, it really makes a big difference. Yeah. yeah. So, a uh, little side note here, you mentioned the five gratefuls. Like, does that just mean they're, you're supposed to share five things you're grateful for? Or is yes. there more to it than that? Or? No. So, every day, so it started with actually, so five is a, is a, is a number that's of importance in my family. And so we originally, you know, you get busy and the kids come to the table and you go, how was your school day? And oh, it was, it was good. What'd you do? Don't remember. Like, you know, yeah. so it kind of started with that. It's like, okay, guys. So we started doing it as a family where we sat at the table and said, okay, five gratefuls, we're going to go around the table and tell me something you were grateful for. And so it challenged them a little bit because at first they were just like, ah, they, they couldn't really think of one, right? And it's right. crazy because like you should always be able to be grateful for something. And so it started with that. But over time, what was really cool is they came to the table like, all right, you ready to do your five gratefuls? Because throughout my day, I, I know exactly what I'm grateful for. So it just built. It's it's this like muscle, right, of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Of You start to see the little things when you start to be grateful for the yes. little things. And so it was just this practice that we did as a family. And and now it's just a, a habit, really. And every day you just find great gratitude in everything. You know what? I love it because our culture right now, especially with uh, attacking our kids and, and oh, the young gosh, people, yeah. It's so much about what's wrong and what's uh, missing and what you don't have. And, you know, I think an attitude of gratitude is so important for development. So I love that you're reinforcing that in your family. Well, when I think about you and how you get your message out, hopefully this isn't offensive, but I always think about you being (laughs) verbal and like you love to share it with your voice uh, on there. I don't know how much you like to write, but uh, we'd like to know if you were to write a book tomorrow uh, what would your book be about? What would you like to write about? Oh, my gosh. Actually, I do want to write a book. Yay. And I already have a title. So um, Beauty Behind Chaos. So oh, there yeah. is always a silver lining, right? So whenever you're experiencing something, I mean, we've we've all, I, I think collectively, all of us have been through so much these past couple of years. And I just always, again, finding that gratitude and just discovering what what was that what was that message? What was that learning opportunity? Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as failures. It's always just opportunity to learn something and grow. And so like lean into your failures. So um, I like to share those chaotic moments. I like to share the rawness and realness. Mm-hmm. And and being vulnerable is kind of the only space that you can be in to grow. And I think sharing those stories from a vulnerable place is important because it helps you connect with people and you become real. Like, yes. you know, everyone just, you know, when they share their stories, you become real and you can attach to that. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm very vocal and I, I love sharing and I have, I have no problem being vulnerable and, um, and just owning, you know, my experience in life. It's a journey. We're all going through it. And so it's important for me. So writing a book, yes, I I would, I would love to do that. And that's Mm. in the plans. Um, and, and it will certainly be about finding beauty in the chaos. Yeah. Well, you know, what we're called here is the Improver Network. And the idea of an improver has a lot of different things. But one of the challenges for improvers is is that we usually see the gaps, the flaws. We see what needs to be made better. And we can be really hypercritical uh, of others and the world, but we can also be really hypercritical about ourselves. So what you're talking about, about finding uh, even thanksgiving and gratitude in your own failures and your own blemishes and in the chaos there and finding beauty in that, I think is a really, that's a really powerful message probably for a lot of our listeners. And 
It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. It really is. It's a hard thing to do. It took me a long time for me to improve on myself to get to that place. I think there was a lot of times where it was just, um, you know, you you kind of want to step away from your story and your everything is external. Mm-hmm. And then where you really make the most improvement is really internal. And then once you become okay and secure in that, you can then be more of a voice and and have more confidence stepping into that to help someone else. Love it. So that is awesome. Important. All right. Well, I'm about to ask you another question, okay. but I already know part of the answer behind the question, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. So the question is, uh, what's your favorite color? <laughs> but what does that say about you? Okay. So. Well, you will, you would be much surprised to learn it is not, it's not pink. pink. Oh my gosh. It's okay. I'm already wrong today. I know. Okay, I will go. say, I, you know, pink for me, I, I definitely have become the pink person yeah. um, for sure. And I, I own it and then that's okay. I embrace it now. But um, pink is definitely not my favorite color. I love the vibrancy of it. I love the boldness of mm. it but my favorite color and it's cons- I don't even know if it's considered a color but I, I love black oh, really <laughs> yes. all right I love black um yeah I so pink was just it's funny that that's what I has now just, become my you brand, know what happens when you assume I just did it I so, know like, every, I everybody like, I does <laughs> <laughs> it's okay you know what it's it's fun it, and I like to I like to think um it's my alter ego the pink is like the vibrant extroverted Ashley and realistically a lot of people would not actually ever guess but I'm actually somewhat introverted um surprisingly yeah surprisingly I mean I would love a good book and be home and be stuck in you know my head and around my family and and not really put myself out there um and I still get intimidated in large crowds I and so there's this aspect of like it's always expected that I'm just this pop of color and extroverted (laughs) and it's the opposite wow that can be a challenge to live into that expectation oh yes it definitely can be well it's awesome getting to uh, share you with our audience and uh, let them learn a little bit more about you. But we do have a subject matter topic we want to talk about today. Okay. And really, there's a lot of things that I know you and I could talk about because entrepreneurship is all-encompassing, right? It's a lot yes. in there. But uh, one of the things, obviously, when I think about you going in line with what you just said about expectations is just your passion, your energy, your excitement about things. And so uh, that's really going to be the theme of our conversation today on it. I actually just had a, a talk yesterday yesterday with somebody over lunch, and uh, this is a young uh, commercial real estate agent, and uh, he actually shared with me, because one of the things we talked about is your purpose, and part of your purpose is is where are your passions. You can use that as one of the guides to help you discover it, but he said, I don't even really know what my passions are. You know, I think Mm. he's early 20s, and he's like, Just getting into life and trying to figure that out. I don't even know what really excites me and energizes me. So if someone were to say that to you, because you you love passion, you're all about passion, and like, how would you encourage them to think about their passions or to maybe discover them? Ooh, that's a good question. And it's hard because it depends on where you are in life, right? Mm -hmm. Like your age, especially in the beginning um, when you're just kind of trying to figure things out, life in general, right? What I actually, it makes me think about how I um, talk with my son, being a senior and going into the next phases of what he's preparing for. It's like, what what gives you that tug? What, what just keeps pulling you back? And then going back to that and saying, okay, 
I really like this. It keeps pulling me back here. How can I make money doing this? So you can continue to feed that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a I'm a feeling kind of person. Yeah. So um, so definitely paying attention to that. I think everybody has an ability of being empathic in some in some capacity, right? And so paying attention to that is so important. Yeah. And and knowing it early and what that is. Sometimes it's you know your gut feeling or whatever that is paying attention to that sooner. Um, Cause I can't tell you how many times later down the road, you're like, Oh my gosh, I felt that I knew that wasn't the right direction. Um, but sometimes that's okay too, because you have to experience life over time to realize what you truly are convicted in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so later on in life, um, if you've had a lot of experiences, figuring out what your passion and purpose is, sometimes it's going back to realizing we're, we, we all are on like a cycle. Like if you actually pay attention a lot of the things we do are very cyclical. And when you go and pay attention and become aware of the cycle and what do you keep coming back to, it's like that might be the thing you should be paying more attention to and doing more of. And so um, I, for me personally, I just became aware of what were my cycles and Mm -hmm. what was I saying out loud of who I was and, and what did that look like? And again, we often look at everything external and we don't take a moment and look at ourselves and our own pattern behavior and what is fueling more positivity in that pattern and, Mm -hmm. and what is fueling more negativity in that pattern and, and how do we tweak it and adjust and finding your passion, I think slowly starts to come to fruition when you keep following the thing that gives you that good positive feeling. Yeah. I think that is a great answer. You know, I think a lot of it is thinking about that mental image of the you that you really want to be, too, and that kind of give you a clue into, oh, this is what I'm passionate about because that's who I really want to be. This is what would excite me. Right. And, you know, even somebody in their 20s, they've been through their teen years and working on their identity. They know some of the things they really enjoy. Sure. They know some of the stuff that made them happy, some of the stuff that made them sad. They can tell, well, this person acted emotionally about that, but that didn't resonate with me, but this did. Exactly. And so those paying little clues, attention but it's paying attention. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's great advice uh, on there. So, yeah. Well, hey, there is a quote here, and it's been attributed to several different uh, people. I think Alexander Dan Heyer is the one who is the original source, but I want to know what your thoughts are about it. This quote is, you often feel tired, not because you've done too much, but because you've done too little of what sparks a light in you. Oh, 100%. You love that? I love that. Yeah, does it spur any thoughts or anything on there? Or are you just like, man, that's just all it needs is an amen. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, it, all that needs is an amen. Yeah, yeah, that's. You know what? It, it sparks. The, it sparks for me a lot. Um, where a lot of people will, on the outside looking at all the things that I do, right, mm-hmm. and and from other people's perspective, they're almost like exhausted by how many things I do. And oh my gosh, you're so busy. You're so busy. And you must be so tired. And it's like, I have this energy because I'm living in my passion. Yes. So so that, you know, is the perfect quote to explain that. It's it's so true. You're you don't get tired when you are living in your mm-hmm. passion. And it's not work. It's kind of like, you know, do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Um, and that's how it is for me. So it's so important to find that. Um, and it's true. You just the energy is endless, <laughs> truly. Yeah, I think so many people, and probably even a lot of people listen to this podcast, they are tired again to this quote, but it's not because they're actually working too much. That's what they think is, oh, my boss is just giving me too much stuff to do or the hours are too long or the work is too hard. And they're kind of attributing it to all those other things, which in part it is, but it's really they're not where they're supposed to be right. doing what they're supposed to be doing. And if they could do that, they could actually work harder and longer and have mm-hmm. more energy 
And so it's one of those tricky things that I think sometimes people aren't aware of. Well, I think too, if, because like with anything, being an entrepreneur, you're going to experience so many hurdles and it's not always going to be like fun and and passionate and, and exciting. And I think when you do, when you are working in your space of purpose, when it gets really, really hard, because it will, um, you won't give up. You'll always, you'll always have the ability to, you might take a break, but you'll always feel that pull to bring you back and push through. Mm. And so, you know, it's really important to find that space for that reason too, because it will keep you grounded when it gets really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and then keep you coming back to and saying, okay, I, I'm going to lick my wounds and I'm going to get back out there. Um, so when you're living in your purpose and your passion, it, it'll, it, it helps carry you through those hard times too. That's, that's really good. And really appreciate that. You know, we talked about the young person who's like, man, I don't know what my passions are, and I'm trying to discover that, and that was some great advice. But on the flip side, some people, you know, they've been adulting for <laughs> decades, you know. It's adulting like, is hard. <laughs> it is hard. And some people, like, you know, there's a lot of, you know, sweat and elbow grease that goes into just uh, surviving, surviving, much less thriving. 100%. And some people have had to make really tough decisions to sacrifice and to give up what they really are passionate about. Sure. And, you know, they're in this spot where it's like, I, I don't even remember or I don't even know. And, you know, I think that's such a challenge. And I'm wondering, like, how do we encourage those people who, you know, maybe they're in their 40s or 50s and they think it's too late, you know, mm. to go in. Or maybe they're just, they've almost given up on the idea that their ambitions and dreams could become reality. How do we really encourage them and inspire them? Sure. I mean, I think uh, listening to the Improver Network. Yay. Um, surrounding yourself <laughs> with people that have, have done it and gone before you, but it doesn't matter the age. I mean, certainly there's there's stories on stories that you could read of people that, you know, started something at 50 and 60. I think it was the the guy um, from KFC, the mm-hmm. General Colonel, uh, you know, yeah, Yeah. exactly. He, I mean, he was, he was pretty late in the game when he, he came up with that concept and, Mm -hmm. and look at what happened with that. So I don't think it's, it's ever too late. Um, I think in terms of, um, you know, having the tenacity and the, the ability to just take a chance. I think I often see people are scared to take risks. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm a calculated risk taker. Um, taking risks is always scary. I think, having too much of a plan is too much. It might stop you. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you do just have to go for it. But I mean, entrepreneurism and and pursuing your dreams is survival mode. I mean, so if you're already living in survival mode, you might as well be living in it and doing what you love. I mean, you know, because we've all been there. I've done, you know, survival mode is, is is a strategy. It's a way of life sometimes to get to the next step, no matter what you're doing, whether it's for yourself or for someone else. Um, so why not take the chance for on you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's never, it's never too late. I think, um, just trying and putting yourself out there is, is the first step and then just showing up every day, even if it's in a small facet, it's just showing up every day. Yeah. You know, our friend Kyle Gabhart is getting ready to launch a book here in yes. the next few weeks. And the book is called Legends Don't Retire and Neither Should You. And I know in part, uh, one of the things of that book is, is that when you reach retirement, it's okay if you leave your job, but you should always be retiring to something else. Like no matter how old you are, no matter, you may think, well, retirement is me just giving up and putting my feet up on the recliner. But really, when you retire from something, you should be retiring to something mm-hmm. else. And so, uh, in fact, in some ways, people may think it's too late 
to mm-hmm. pursue their passions. But you know what? If you're in the later stage of life, it may be the perfect time right. to retire to something. You probably have a clear idea of who, what you want, who you really are, and what would excite you. And so I think that's great. So and we'll shout can, out on our book there. You so. can take your experiences from life, too, and, and put that right into the next thing that you're doing. I think um, we oftentimes don't value the amount of experience that you have from all those years of whether you were working for someone else or doing something completely different. There is so much crossover in business um, that when you go and pursue what you're doing um, for your own self, whatever it is, whatever you learned somewhere else is is knowledge in some capacity. You can apply it. So if anything, you can actually pursue that later on in life easier because you have so much life experience that you can apply to it. Yeah. No, that is uh, that's it's right on. Well, I know that you love to inspire, uh, especially ladies and you know young women, to you know really pursue uh, entrepreneurship and their dreams and things like that. When you think about the people that you really love to to challenge and encourage, like what's one of the lessons that comes to your mind that you're like? Here's the one thing that everybody's got to know. This, you know, here's something that, from my experiences, like if you can know this, especially as it relates to your passion, your energy, uh, doing things that bring you joy. Like, what's something you would share with uh, with your ladies on that? Oh man, there's so many things here. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. It's so important, and and so many people don't. And you end up going off in so many different directions because you're trying to please everyone else and not just confident in your own messaging and your own ideas and all of those things. So I think when you build that confidence within yourself and you're convicted in it, then you end up finding and discovering the people that are right there in alignment as well. So, But if you don't know what that is for yourself and you're just kind of externally asking someone else to see your idea, to see your vision, mm-hmm. um, it might bring you in a different path. So I think knowing yourself um, is really important. And what do you want for your lifestyle? For me, I always knew I couldn't work for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just always knew it wasn't going to work out for me to work for someone else because I just, I had so many ideas and I wanted to implement them right away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to have to check in and what do you think? And it's like, no, let's just do it. And so I knew starting, you know, that was one aspect, but I also knew I wanted to raise a family young. So how could I incorporate my family into this lifestyle and and how could I, I survive and, and be able to pay for the things that I needed to being a young mother? So So um, just knowing who you are and what that lifestyle looks like for you and getting clear on that. Um, I'm a big vision board person, Mm. and I always encourage people to do that. If you actually go to my Facebook, my cover photo is my vision board for Uh, 2022. And so, I mean, I'm a big visual person. So I just, you know, you see it, you believe it. It happens. It, it exists in real life. So I'm a big believer in that, too, and just knowing. Um, And and a five-year plan. Five-year plan. Uh, I've had a five-year plan since I've been 12 years old. And so it's really important to know not just today who you want to be, but what you want to be in the next five years. Yeah. I'm really glad that you brought up the vision boards just because personally I need to add that to our calendar because I did a vision board workshop a couple of years ago and several of our improvers have said, when, have, when are you doing another vision board thing? And you're yeah. affirming that right now that we need to, yes. we need to do that. So maybe that'll be a January and workshop or something. Don't just <laughs> wait for the first of the year though. I sure. recheck in on my vision board yes. and I can't tell you how many times I was like, okay, I had, I had that building on my vision board, but you know what? I think I want instead this office and this yes. is a 
little bit more in alignment what I want. And so I might tweak it a little bit along the way. Um, but it's at least, I mean, it's kind of like a, what is it? The bag, big, hairy, audacious goals, mm-hmm. right? I had never heard of that before until I worked with a mentor. And it was just like, what's your, just throw the big dream up on the wall. And that's okay if you don't necessarily hit that mark because it was so big, it was so audacious. But if you even got halfway to that, how cool would that be? So it's like, for me, my vision board sometimes is that. I'm throwing my, um, um, the realistic things that I know I'm going to be able to hit. And then those big, crazy, big ideas. (laughs) Let's put those on there too. And then maybe we'll meet them halfway. Um, So reassess it. Go back into it. And do it as a family. My my daughter um, does a board with me every year. And we check back in halfway through the year. So it's a great family project too. Yeah, you know, we actually did it with uh, our kiddos, and we need to circle around and update and redo it again. And so that is wonderful. I'm really enjoying this discussion, and I want to continue it, but we are going to pause for a quick break, and uh, we'll uh, resume the discussion right after this timeout. This episode is brought to you by The Improver Network. Members of The Improver Network get exclusive access to bonus episodes of our podcast. Additional member benefits include educational content, encouraging community, and practical coaching to accelerate personal and professional growth. For more information about becoming a member, visit improver.network today. All right, and welcome back to the Improver Network podcast. We're still here with Ashley Stone Hernandez and having a fantastic discussion mm-hmm. about passion and energy and how to bring that into your life and business and how to be better as a result of that. So we really talked about a lot of the positive aspects of finding your passion, living out your passion, all that. This may seem like a uh, contradiction of that, but I want to share uh, another uh, person's uh, idea on the topic, and I just want to know what your thoughts are. Micro, you familiar with Micro? No. Dirty Jobs guy. He, oh, uh, yes, yes, Yeah, yes. that Dirty okay. Jobs, yeah, uh, Ford spokesman, a lot of that. So uh, Mike's got some really good stuff out there, but one of the things that really caught me by surprise was that he makes the case that we overemphasize the intuitive or innate passion that we may have for a given job. And he's got a simple three-step process to identif- that he says, he recommends. He says, you identify what needs to be done, you learn how to do it, and then you fall in love with it. And that's that seems like almost the opposite, opposite. of what we've been saying here. <laughs> yeah. So I was like trying to square that into my mind when I was thinking about this topic because on the one hand, like I get it that this stuff is innate and you know, we're believers here and we believe that God's made us a unique way and given us certain talents and gifts and abilities and those usually are connected with our passions. But I can see the practical side of this and I know I look at my own life and like, well, I wasn't passionate about that, but I learned how to do it. I met a need and I became passionate mm. about it. So I'm just wondering, like, I had to ponder it for a while. I still don't have an answer, but I'm wondering, I'm putting you on the spot here, but do you have any thoughts on it? You know, as you're saying it, actually, it, I could under, okay, so from my own perspective, I can't grasp it, yeah, right. <laughs> but I can understand for other people, right? Because I feel like as an entrepreneur, it's it's a unique mind, right? Mm-hmm. It's a It's a unique person that wants to be an entrepreneur and that can be an entrepreneur truly. I mean, not everybody um, can can run a business. Not everyone can be the CEO. Not everyone can be those roles, right? But um, I could see that from the other side. And actually, 
the reason why I can is because that is my husband. My yeah. husband <laughs> is, and that actually happened for him. He was a person that was always, he's very methodical, very, has a plan and it's, you know, black and white and one, two, three, here are the steps. And I'm just like all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, maybe why we work because we're opposites but for him um, witnessing his journey so he was in healthcare and he had left healthcare about a year ago and he joined um, alongside me with what I all the different things that I do and the question was like okay, what do you need? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Follow me around. Let, like, let's figure this out. And he's like, no, I need to know like what yeah. the job is. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know yet. We're going to, we're going to see how this works. And so it really did come from a place of like, what do you need? Yes. And then he started filling that need. And then over time he's like, I really love doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and that was videography for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, doing all the different things that I do, we, we create a lot of content and we have various uh, social media accounts. And I found myself getting really drained, caught up, you know, being a business owner, you have to be, you know, the business owner, the social media person, all these different facets. And I was just like, okay, I'm being pulled in all these directions. Maybe you can help me here. And he filled this need, but over time discovered how much he enjoyed what he was doing within that, right? Right. And not only became he became such a great value for me and, and our businesses, but he found this passion with videography that just never existed before. It was never yeah. even on the radar. So it's really cool to witness that. So he would be the perfect, he's yeah, the person Mike example, is talking yeah. about. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to try it and do it. You know, there's another author, John yeah. Acuff, and he's got a similar quote where he says, uh, choose your attitude every day until it eventually chooses you right back oh and gosh. I love that so yeah. I, I guess that's, that's one of the things is is can we choose our passion can we say like you know what uh, I'm gonna tr- try this and I'm gonna do it yes. you know and then all of a sudden we can kind of build a good attitude around it and build some excitement there's a there's actually an audio clip on social media right now that's um, popular and there's this one voice saying um, you know wow you're so blessed this, this you're you're living your passion this is only you could do this and and they're like counter responding and saying yes with practice mm-hmm. yes with practice and it's like with practice when you do something consistently with practice you can be an expert and you can be brilliant at anything really I mean yes. if you think about it if you apply yourself you truly can with practice over time um, grow that expertise into, into something more that you become passionate about so I could see that yeah practice. no it's fantastic well I think that's a wonderful discussion and I guess kind of like a lot of things in life it's not a one size fits all and mm-hmm. you know God reveals himself in different ways to people and maybe some people it's like hey I've got a specific task and a mission and I'm going to give you excitement and energy and passion around this and maybe for somebody else he's like hey you step into this and you're going to learn to be passionate about Mm -hmm. it and maybe neither of those are right or wrong but they're just different paths that uh, people walk and so absolutely so regardless of uh, where you are if you're listening to this today you know our challenge would be is that you try to seek that out and maybe look at the passions you already know you have the things that bring you joy and energy and you try to step into those But also at the same time, don't be afraid to take a risk like you talked about earlier. Step out and try something new and maybe by doing it, you end up becoming passionate about right. it. Right. And so. it's all about starting. It's it's all about yes. just like stepping and, and, and starting somewhere. And sometimes people always ask, like, how do you know? Like, how do I start? And it's like, 
by just starting. Just, yeah, just, just go. go. <laughs> just go. Just go. Try it. It doesn't hurt. And you might have to try multiple things. And don't be afraid to fail. I think so many people are afraid of failing. Um, and they and they feel like they're a failure after it happens. Right. And it's like, no, that's actually how you learn. Mm-hmm. And so you have to. It's kind of like the baby that's just learning how to walk. I mean, how many times does he stumble and fall? But eventually, he's going to get it and he's going to walk. And so it's the same thing with discovering your passion. I think you just have to keep trying things and see what hits. Love it. Well, one of the things that our listeners really always ask us about and they like that we provide is we try to do the tools, tips, and hacks uh, on it. Uh, we like shortcuts. You know, <laughs> so, Sometimes you just got to put in the work, but then sometimes there's a, a right way to do it to get yes. your results Work's faster. smarter, and, not harder. Exactly. Yeah. And so improvers, we're all about that. Like, hey, if, if, if there's a hack that actually works, like let's take advantage of it. Sure. Uh, one of my favorite uh, acrostics in the world is the, the one for systems. And a system, you're write it up and down, saves you stress, time, energy, and money. And so I love that idea of like saving stress, time, energy, and money is what a system does. And so uh, we like hacks and systems and tools and tips. So when you think about this topic of uh, passion and really energy, and you talked earlier about knowing yourself and all that, Mm -hmm. what are some of your favorite resources that you could recommend to our listeners if they wanted to go deeper on this topic? Oh man, there's so many different things. I think it depends. I I live in li- I live life in seasons, and mm-hmm. that was a, also a, a like mind opening kind of thing to learn. Um, is just knowing what season you're in, and not to take on everything because that's actually that's a life hack to, in itself. Um, because it kind of guides you a little bit on what you should be focusing on, and just be realistic in what season you're in. I'm a big person about, I mean, I listen to the word a lot. Um, YouTube is like my go-to for not just learning how to do something, but also gaining inspiration Mm -hmm. um, and hearing the stories of someone else and um, motivational speakers and and listening to the word. One of my favorites is Sarah Jakes Roberts. And um, it's her... She just comes at things from such a real and raw perspective that's just so relatable for me. So I think it's really important to find those people that are relatable in your season um, because that will help give you encouragement and and keep you from spinning your wheels going off into something else, right? Because that's mm-hmm. that's a time Is waster. she on YouTube? Or? Yeah, she's on YouTube. Okay, is that, all right. Sarah Jakes Roberts. Okay. Um, so she's, she's a pastor out of LA. Um, and so she just... She just always speaks into my heart. So I, whenever I find that I need grounding, mm-hmm. that's definitely one of my resources is to just listen in um, to her. And I would say, I mean, as far as tools go, if you think from the, the business side and perspective, I use Canva a mm-hmm. lot. And actually, I just did a, a, a little hack tip to some people that I was coaching about Canva is their brand kits mm-hmm. and developing a brand around your business. And that can that can sometimes speak the messaging for you, right? Yeah. And so those brand colors and knowing exactly what those are, the logo, all of those pieces, those are foundational things to a business that helps guide the direction mm-hmm. of a lot of the things that you will move forward on. So the value proposition, sure. these these basic core value things. Um, so when it comes to business, it's so important to do that upfront work because realistically it saves you so much time in the oh, long run. Sad. And it also guides you. It's like your guidepost, right? So um, it was 
funny. There's just a brief story, kind of, mm-hmm. and it just has never left my mind. But someone had said, so my company um, is an agency for hair and makeup, and we love empowering women. Um, we're all about enhancing their beauty, right? We don't want to completely transform your face. We want you to still look like you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were very big on enhancing. And so our messaging, our photos, everything was in alignment with that messaging, right? And so someone said to me when I was learning about branding, they were like, now with that said, you know, we're about empowering women, but, um, you know, if you got a job that came forward and wanted to pay you a lot of money to do the hair and makeup for a porno, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'll never forget it because I was like, what? Yeah. And they were like, would you take that job? And And I was like, Ugh, uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not in alignment with my brand. And so, no. And some people would go, well, why? Because it's money. It's a client. Right. And it's like, even when you're choosing your clients that you work with, you do have a choice in who that person is. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes we end up, you know, when especially new in business, you just want to take everyone and right. you can be everything to everyone. Yeah. I offer everything. <laughs> And I think getting clear on what that messaging is will save you a lot of time and heartache, but also um, keep you in alignment with what you really truly want to create. Right. Um, instead of putting you off into all these directions. But I'll just never forget that story because I was it was so like like yeah. oh my gosh I didn't I wouldn't yeah. have thought of that and and they're like would you take that job and I'm like well I mean realistically no because it's not in alignment with what I want to do for women. Although we could, yes, could we do their hair and makeup? Sure. But- so, you know, it's interesting because we're talking about this idea of passion, but I've never, uh, at least I don't think I have connected like passion and branding per se. Mm-hmm. But yeah, your your brand is like who you are, what you're willing to accept, what you're going to tolerate, what Absolutely. you're going to promote. And that can either di- diminish your passion or it can replenish it. And mm-hmm. you're talking about making decisions on things that are going to uh, cause you to, your business to have more energy and more passion because it's sure. in line with who you really are. And right. I really like that. That's a neat connection of you continue to bring passion back to knowing yourself and living out yourself. And, and the passion is who you who you are. And for businesses, they don't always know who they are. They don't have an identity. Right. And, and so, yeah, so discovering that identity is like, is part of that, um, you know, again, saving time, that that hack. And right in the out the gate, you can, you know, discover what that is for you. And it might change. It might morph over time. Um, but so the tool that I love to use is Canva mm-hmm. for that reason because I can I can create in real time. Um, mm-hmm. Having graphic designers is great. I have I have them on my team, and when I know and I'm very clear on my vision, then I go to them and I'll spend the money there. But Canva is such a great tool for someone to just be able to start putting the visual together. Yeah, can you tell the story? Isn't in alignment with what makes your heart beat, right? Mm-hmm. And so Canva is super cool, and they have a brand kit section where you can build out what your brand is, and that way you can keep replicating those brand colors, replicating where your logo goes and all of that. So um, great tool there. Um, so that's a great hack for your business. Yeah, I like it. And, you know, it makes me think back to many years ago, there was a, a men's salon that opened up in Keller. It was a 18-8 uh, fine men's salon. And I can remember the owner there, David, and he said something to the effect. And up, up until that point, I had too much uh, country boy in me, I guess. I had thought about <laughs> things in this way, but he said, when you look better, you feel better. And when yes. you feel better, you perform better. Mm-hmm. And he said, so what we're actually doing is helping people with performance. It's not just a haircut. Right. And that really stuck out to me. And that's kind of what you say about business. If your business, uh, if you go to Canva and you get good designs and you got a brand identity and it looks better, you're going to feel better about yeah. it, be more energized. That's going to affect how you perform and how what kind of results you get for your business. And, and how you show up um, from the perspective of clients, too. I mean, mm-hmm. ha- seeing something clean, fresh, crisp, and you know where you are. 
Because otherwise, if you just say that you speak to everyone and you you're you know you can solve the problems of the world, um, realistically, I mean, we all I think being niche, people get scared to go into being just niche, right? Yeah. But but there's a book called The One Thing, mm-hmm. and that was I mean that book was one of the books that I, very early on I read. And it was like, you know, get really good at that one thing. Then you can branch out. Um, but that book was game changer for me. And it made it very clear. The one thing for me, for my beauty company was I was going to get really good at was weddings. Ah. And so, and everyone told me, don't, oh, you're going to, don't put yourself in a corner. You know, you could do hair and makeup on location for anything. And it was just like, sure. And so can the next person. And, but I'm going to get really good at weddings. And with weddings, you need multiple artists on a booking. You need, there's a lot more of a orchestrated kind of thing. And no one was really doing that. And I was like, I'm going to get really good at doing that. And so we went from booking, you know, 75 weddings a year to 700 weddings wow. a year because we got really, really good focused. at that. Are you still doing those? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Awesome. We still do. I mean, the, you know, the pandemic affected us quite yes. a bit. <laughs> um, but we are, we're actually still in Connecticut and New York. And we're expanding into the DFW market in 2023, doing events and, and building out our teams and all of that. So we're still doing it because, you know what, at the end of the day, regardless of what happens, we have that foundation and we got really good at that one thing that we can always lean back into. Um, and that skill set, too, is is just invaluable. Mm-hmm. Anything else on this topic that you feel like, here's something I wish we would have talked about and didn't, or maybe a resource that you want to mention, or just any other angles that's like, hey, you know, if you really want to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, live more passionately, have more energy, you know, what would you uh, recommend or how would you add on to that? Um, I mean, going back to, I'm big on um, community and connection. I think it's really important to have that. I think especially being an entrepreneur or a business owner of any kind, at any level, it can be very isolating. And I think it's important to remember um, to stay grounded and stay connected. And so whether that's um, with your own, you know, source of higher power or, you know, in prayer, if, if you if you pray, um, you know, really building that relationship um, wherever you see fit to keep you grounded and to stay connected because it it can be very difficult. And finding your community of people. I mean, it's very easy to say, I'm the only one that understands Mm -hmm. this. And you realize that when you do put yourself out there and you allow yourself to be vulnerable, that there are many more experiencing something similar. And so when you can connect with someone, um, you truly can, one, grow each other, but then Mm -hmm. also, you know, grow within yourself and know that you're not alone. So it's really important to do that. Building community around yourself is very important. Yeah, man, that's that's so uh, integral to what we're trying to accomplish here. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build a whole network, a whole community yeah. of improvers and people who are spurring one another on to just do better, live better, be better. And you know what? If we're all uh, being better people, living better lives, running better businesses, we're going to make the world a better place. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, In every pocket, because again, we can't right. be everyone everywhere. That's right. So if we can improve someone next to us, we can and we do it collectively, I mean, you can make huge impact. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that run their own business or that are entrepreneurs or, or doing anything at any high level, they always are, you know, they want to make impact. And how do you make the most impact is by linking arms with other people and, and improving each other. And, and that's really where you're going to make the biggest impact. Mm, 
It's good stuff. Well, hey, you're speaking at an event that the Improver Network is hosting here in just a few weeks. It's our Improver Network Legacy Summit, Mm -hmm. and you're going to be leading a couple of workshops there. And I'm wondering if someone was interested in attending Summit, maybe coming to your workshop. Uh, Obviously, we don't need to do a whole other podcast on the topic right now, but what's what's something that you might would share uh, with people? What could they look forward to specifically as it relates to... um, to your workshop and what you're going to be presenting. Yeah, so so my workshop is about um, your story and making impact with your story. So perfect segue from what yeah. we were just discussing. Um, and really just figuring out what those pieces are within your story that might make you discover your passion as well. Because our stories, like I said, everything is cyclical that you can go back and, and kind of see your experiences in life. And and owning your story and realizing like, wow, that, that actually happened to me that didn't happen to me that happened for me and I learned and gained so much knowledge that then brought me here yeah and so going back and kind of pulling back that um that curtain a little bit for yourself so it it might be a little bit of a vulnerable workshop for you to do some of that work but it's going to force you to do some of that work and take a look at it and I think once you become aware of some of the things that are either holding you back or um or what can truly push you forward um is is part of what I, I would love to to share for other people to do. And part of that is me sharing my story. Um, so you'll get a little bit of insight to some of those things from myself. Um, but yeah, I, I want it to be interactive and engaging. And when you learn and hear other people's stories, you connect, right? You resonate to something that they say, as opposed to here's my business card, you know, um, I'm so-and-so and, and I do this for a living. Right. But like when people ask me now, when I did this work for myself, it, that's kind of how I showed up was like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I, I own a beauty company. And I had to go through that, you know, quick mm-hmm. elevator pitch, right? And what I later re- realized is I empower women. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, what do you do? I empower women. And yeah. oh, how do you do that? Because, you know, this, this, and that. And and so it, it came from me owning my story mm-hmm. and, and putting myself out there. So um, so through that, I've, I've empowered women through my story. And I'm going to teach you how to do that too. That is going to be awesome. That's one of the reasons we wanted to have you out and be a part of our summit was because of that. And so really looking forward to that. I know some of the people who come to uh, the event are going to go to your workshop and they're really going to gain uh, a lot out of it. So if you are considering a Legacy Summit, I would challenge you to go ahead and get signed up, get registered, improver.network forward slash summit. You can get your tickets. In fact, over the next uh, few days, if you want to use the uh, promo code SAVE20, you can knock $20 off of your Ticket price, but would definitely encourage you to do that. And if for some reason you just can't make it, you're going to be traveling or or what have you, if you are one of our Improver Network members or want to become one, uh, we are going to make the replays of the workshop available to our membership. We're going to have video and audio recording at the event, and we're going to make these uh, available for our members. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing you there. But, uh, Ashley, as we get ready to wrap up here, I know there's some people that may want to reach out to you or connect with you. Maybe they're interested in some of your business products, or maybe they're interested in having you on a podcast. So uh, how can our listeners find you online and connect with you? What uh, contact information would you like to share? Sure. So I I have multiple social media accounts. So if you're on Instagram, I share the raw nitty gritty behind the scenes on Ashley Stone Hustle. And then I also have all of my beauty stuff um, housed on ashley.nicole.stone. Um, my company is on there, Beauty Entourage. And then on Facebook, I share actually even more on Facebook. So you could definitely find me on Facebook, Ashley Stone Hernandez. 
And um, I'm still working on the rest of those pieces. And yeah. pretty soon I actually have a podcast coming out and it's the the beauty behind the chaos. And we'll be sharing those stories too of the silver lining um, that you can discover in in the chaotic moments. So, Well, what about the uh, beauty part of your business and aspiring entrepreneurs who maybe are interested in going in that field? Uh, what's your Absolutely. website for that? And where could people go for more information Absolutely. there? Absolutely. So beautyentourage.com. Um, so we actually are launching an app here in the next couple weeks, and we are launching a whole platform for mobile beauty professionals to be able to join the, the platform and get education and get support and get resources and also use our technology to connect um, and be discovered by local clients. So that's coming out here soon, and that is beautyentourage.com. Awesome. All right. Well, I encourage you guys to go check it out. Connect with Ashley. She's a great person and would love to hear from you. Thank you for tuning in today and join us on our next podcast and improvers stay good and keep getting better. Thank you for listening to this production of the Improver Network podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch future episodes. For more information about the Improver Network, visit us online at improver.network. That's www.improver.network and connect with us on social. Until next time, keep getting better.